0: Where does your entrepreneurial journey start? About six years ago. So wow, I was only six in, years. Yeah. So I was in the sales world. So right out of college. I actually went into ministry right out of college for for a year. And I was in a full time ministry on a college campus at the University of Tennessee for all of one year, crushed it. And then I felt the pull to business. You know, I, I got introduced to I mean, as being a part of ministry, like you actually I raised my income. So like I, I support race. So I was doing sales without it actually being sales, and so I got to meet a ton of people through networking, shaking hands, kissing babies. And as I did that, I got to meet some pretty influential people who were like, "Hey, if you ever decide to leave ministry, then you know what? Uh, I've got some intros I can make for you to have some pretty cool roles." And I was like, "Cool, not interested." And then, like towards the end of the first year, I was like, ah, just, "This just isn't for me. I feel called to be in business and make an impact there." And I just, you know, like there is almost like this. I felt this. This sounds weird to some people, especially if you come from like a faith background. I felt this this calling to be wealthy, mm-hmm. um, not from like a self centered I want to build this kingdom up for myself. I guess you can call our seven acre ranch that maybe, but just like I feel like there's senders and there's people who go, there's people who send, and and I felt like that money, although I think in the faith community, can often be frowned upon. Like it's it's I mean it keeps the damn thing running, <laughs> like. Yeah. You know, like, and so I felt like I felt called to to build and create and 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 uh, and become wealthy. and yeah, and so that was what I kind of set off to do. Got thrown into the sales world, got handed a lot of responsibility really fast, had a lot of success, had a lot of failure, learned pretty quickly, went to the Fortune 100 world, got into a leadership role in a particular unit of that business, learned a lot, took a VP of sales job after that for a small consulting firm. Took a VP of sales job after that for a digital marketing agency. And then I never left the agency space after that. After mm-hmm. after I was the VP of that job, I was kind of on an equity track at that company. That conversation kind of died at some point and just he wasn't going to honor it. And so I was like, well, I'm making this guy a ton of money. So why don't I go make myself some money? Mm-hmm. And, and then I went off on my own. And yeah. uh, that was about six years ago. Started a company that became known as Tribe Outbound. Tribe Prospecting and then Tribe Outbound. Built that company, built it to you know lower to mid seven figures. Sold it uh, about three years ago, a little less than three. And uh, it was a terrible acquisition, to be quite honest. Usually, mm. you think about oh, I exited Why? for yeah. seven I'm figures. I'm so curious. Yeah, because when you Earn exit, out? what's up? Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, <laughs> sold for sold for two point four, which is probably an undervaluation. But I was so tired of running the business, so sold for two point four. Fifty percent up front, fifty percent earn out. So I got to see one point two on the front. You pay a broker's fee, so there's one hundred twenty grand there. So now you're under a million, or close to a million, and then you pay bonuses to your team, and then after your bonuses, you get taxed. And so after a two point four million dollar exit, you're left with about seven hundred grand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not a bad day, right? Like I'm not gonna complain about making that much money, but the earnout never worked out. It was as
1: it usually doesn't.
0: As it ever does, and I knew that I didn't know that going into it. Someone told me that I was like, "Yeah, that's you, not me, right?" And then I did my thing, and then I was like, "No, no, that's kind of like a universal truth. Earnouts are meant for you to fail," and and so within three months, the the company who bought us basically sunsetted the company, tore it all to pieces, and was like, eh, they're mine." And so, but the cool part was it they freed me of my my non-competes and my non-solicitations and all that, and so I got to go back to building another company, and that's what ended up becoming what is. Now my main company Apex Revenue,
1: which is much bigger than hmm. that company was back then. So, is it? Are you doing kind of the same thing that you did with Tribe Outbound? Is it the same kind of? Company? No.
0: So Tribe was a. I mean, you, there there's a thousand of them now, more than a thousand. There's ten thousand of these outsourced sales agencies, right? Lead gen Lead shops. Gen they do. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, you did it at the. I right was time. really early. I was really early. On that, I just I've always been really early with my hunt. Like, of this is the thing. Like, even like the agency mastermind thing, I was early on building a mastermind, and so I've always been somewhat early. That's the visionary side of me. And so when I started Tribe, it was those didn't exist because all the automation tools didn't exist. Like LinkedIn was just becoming a thing, and so I was early, and then I got out at the right time because it got saturated. And then now we run a fractional VP of sales company called Apex Revenue. So what we do is essentially a formerly known as sales-driven agency, what we do is we come in and instead of you leasing your growth with a with a lead gen agency where mm-hmm. you know if they go away, everything goes away. You don't have control over it. And I know that because I ran the mm-hmm. company. Nowadays we say, Hey, if you were to go hire a VP of sales, what should they do for you? They should build your entire sales operation. They should hire your salespeople. They should train your salespeople. They should lead and manage your salespeople. And so we do that for them on a fractional model. So, Hey, we come in, we build your sales operation. You own it. We build out your hiring system and help you hire salespeople. You own that. You own the salespeople. They're your W2s. And all we do fractionally that is least is we manage. So we will yeah. sit on top of and lead and manage your sales operation. Yeah.
1: So that is our model. Dude, I, let me, let me comment here. I love that model. I've, only been seeing it recently. You Mm -hmm. know, there's obviously the traditional lead gen agency model, but I I think the better way to go about it, I I never thought of it as, you know, you're leasing your, what'd you say? Leasing your- Lease your growth. Lease your growth. Yeah. By hiring a lead Mm -hmm. gen agency. So I don't, I I obviously, we both know dozens or hundreds and hundreds of lead gen agency owners. We know a lot of them. And a lot of them are very good, especially, you know, performance-based ones. Like, yeah, they're they're yeah. good, you know, but a lot of them suck. But I More really like this good, new, yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say 90, 85 to 90% of them aren't very good. Yep. But anyway, the new, this new model that I've been seeing recently. So I know somebody, my friend Dylan Rich, who, I don't know if you know him, but he's basically staffing, he's staffing your company with SDRs. Then I I have another friend. Yeah. Then I have another friend named Sam, and he staffs your company with account executives, much higher price point. Smart. He'll he'll staff you with account executives, sales leadership. And then there's you. Mm -hmm. You'll build out the whole thing. The whole shit, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably like a hundred or $300,000 engagement, probably. It's expensive for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. we you don't we, need, we to, don't need to do a pricing reveal.
0: <laughs> no, nah, but it's, I mean it's I don't mind. I mean it's a six figure contract usually, about one twenty on the on the average end, but usually one eighty probably. Yeah. But uh, we're probably actually what's fair, cool man. is, yeah, I mean it, it is because. Our whole value prop is: you can go hire a VP of Sales. You'll pay them 180 thousand dollar base salary, plus benefits, plus commissions and bonuses. Plus, they're going to go have to hire their vendors of their recruiting firms and their tech vendors and all that kind of stuff. You're going to spend 400 grand over the course of the next 12 years or 12 months before you even hire sales reps. I mean, that's not including their, their their salary. And so we're saying, hey, you can. We'll do it, and we have teams for everything, so we can do everything in about a quarter of the time, and, and we'll do it for a third of the price. So quarter of the time, third of the price. And we do this all day, every day. So you know we're going to do it right.
1: There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the SOP, the Smooth Operators podcast. If you are a growing agency and you're looking for a chief operating officer who's been inside multiple multi-million dollar agencies, someone who knows the systems of scale, the levers to pull, then look no further than myself, Jordan Paris, my band of agency operations experts that I bring along with me. Go to ZeusOS.co. That is U S slash apply. ZeusOS.co slash apply to apply to work with us. Again, thanks for listening. And until next time, be well.